We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Welcome back, everybody, into another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Jess and Meg style on this OU Women's Wednesday. Alongside Meg McDonald, I'm Jessica Cootie. And another fun guest for you coming up today. A little background. Oklahoma soccer with a new head coach, Mark Carr, hired in January to take over the Oklahoma Women's Soccer Program. And excited for what what he's going to do with this program. Um, He's very enthusiastic and already has big plans and big ideas for what he wants to do. And from the moment that he was hired, Meg, you got a chance to interview him and he made it very clear how important Kat Mertz, his assistant coach, was going to be the, the big piece of the puzzle that she would be to what he wants to do here at Oklahoma. And both of them coming from Team USA. And I know uh, Lindy Roberts was big in the hiring committee, uh, hiring search for Coach Carr. And I saw her at a basketball game. Lindy Roberts, of course, the um, uh, SWA here at Oklahoma. And she was so excited about Mark Carr and and his staff and what they're going to do here. Yeah, Jess, I had a chance to catch up with Coach Carr basically when he just got hired. And he did say Kat Mertz was a no-brainer. When he got this job as a head coach, he called her And then she said it was a no-brainer to come be an assistant coach under head coach Mark Carr. Carr was a USA developmental coach, moved up in that role pretty seamlessly. He most recently was the U-20 women's national team and was kind of coaching those top players feeding into the U.S. women's national team to play in the past World Cup. And then Kat Mertz has years and years of coaching at the collegiate level. She most recently 
was a head coach at Oregon. She was a head coach at St. Louis and UNLV. Now, of course, she was an assistant coach prior to that at a couple different schools, but one of those schools actually includes Texas, UCLA, and UVA. So she brings a ton of experience from the collegiate level where head coach Mark Carr brings a ton of experience from Team USA level. And hearing Kat Mertz speak, she brings up the tradition of excellence at Oklahoma and that she just could not pass up the opportunity to coach here in Norman. This coaching staff wants to win a Big 12 title and they want to do it the right way. One thing that Coach Carr told me when I interviewed him back in January or February, he said, before you can have a championship culture, you have to have a work culture. And I think that's so important. You're not going to win championships in a matter of months, but you can put in that work and set that foundation and that will eventually lead to a very successful program. And another thing that he mentioned that was a pillar of success for him is to inspire the next generation of players and to really build that camaraderie in the community of Norman, Oklahoma and give back to Norman. And I think that's so important as collegiate athletes to see a bigger picture. Yes, it's amazing to win championships. Yes, it's amazing to be successful, but part of that success comes in giving back to the fans that help you out each and every day. They cheer you on at every single game. So just love what this coaching staff has planned in terms of on the field and off the field. Okay, well, let's get right to it. Coming up, Meg with Kat Mertz. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by AT&T, America's best network. And Whataburger is open, drive through 24 hours a day, or order online for curbside pickup between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. Also brought to you by Metroplex. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Philip 66, live to the full. Interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season? Call or text 405-325-2424 today for more information. Don't miss a second of the action. All right, welcome back to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Meg here with new Oklahoma soccer assistant coach Kat Mertz. First of all, Kat, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this week. How are things going in this time of unknown? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, but they're going as well as we can, you know, doing a lot of Zoom meetings and family time and family walks around the neighborhood, but um, watching some different shows I've never watched before, like Tiger <laughs> King, like we all have. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I mean, uh, Mark and our staff, we've been working really hard to kind of, you know, connect with the players, which is most important. When did you actually arrive to Norman? <laughs> Uh, it's been a whirlwind, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Mark called me the end of December, um, beginning of January time. And, um, you know, I knew I was looking for a change and, you know, I was trying to find a next spot for myself for coaching and where I wanted to grow as a coach. And when I got the call from Mark, I mean, obviously his experiences with the national team and, the two of us, we worked together back, uh, you know, I date myself now when I say 20 years ago, uh, that's how old, you know, Mark and I are, but um, I was excited. And then, you know, you threw in there the culture of excellence of the University of Oklahoma. Um, I was like, yeah, this, this could be a really winning program and a great spot for me as a coach to continue to grow and give back and learn. And uh, so it was a whirlwind. I mean, I, I got here January, mid-January, 
and didn't leave. And then I was like, Mark, send me recruiting. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Uh, but the family moved out middle of February, February 14th. We closed in our house. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. So were you able to like see the town of Norman before everything got shut down, get a feel of your new home? Uh, you know, for the most part, not that much. Uh, Mark and I and the staff, when we were here working and my family was back in Oregon, it gave us a lot of time and Mark's family was in Texas. I mean, I'm pretty sure we got in the office at 6.30 in the morning and didn't leave until like seven at night. And then Mark and I would go out to dinner. So there are a couple spots, a couple of House Smith restaurants that Mark and I, you know, frequent, um, which I'm looking forward to going back. But as far as my family, I have two young kids. Um, we haven't had that much time to explore, but uh, our neighborhood's awesome. We've got some good trails and uh, we went to Sutton Park to walk around there. And so we, we're slowly exploring. Every sport is in what I consider somewhat of a hiatus, but it's totally different when you are coaching a brand new team, moving to a completely different state. What has it been like over the past couple months in that regard? Um, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome. You know, I mean, I think you get excited when you have uh, the, the support that we have with our facilities and, you know, University of Oklahoma and just the resources that we have for the student athletes. And then you have, the student athletes that are hungry and excited for, you know, growing and learning. And, you know, I mean, they all came to OU to be successful, you know, to win our first Big 12 championship uh, ever, um, as far as the soccer program goes. And so when you throw that with, you know, Mark's, uh, you know, just soccer IQ and, you know, his, uh, just his coaching philosophy and principles, um, the players are, you know, have a really growth mindset right now. And, as a coach, you know that you get excited when players want more and they want, you know, what can we do to do better and doing film. And um, it seems like the players have a really uh, open mindset in the sense of, you know, how can we get better and how can we win a championship? So it's, it's been a lot. I mean, I think we've been recruiting our, <laughs> a lot and, you know, we're trying to get some players in for, you know, this fall we had a pretty good class coming in. And the next fall, we only had one uh, player that was committed from the previous coaching staff, who's, who's a great stud from, you know, uh, from the region. And then Mark and I and our staff have been really busy. Um, and we've done a pretty good job of getting some international recruits, some local talent, um, you know, some California kids. So we're, 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 we're staying busy, that's for sure. <laughs> I do want to get into your background a little bit. From the beginning, you played soccer at NC State where you received a degree in natural resources, ecosystem assessment. What were you passionate about then that led to that major? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really love outdoors and just like hiking and, you know, the nature. And I thought I was gonna go in and be, um, you know, a biologist or something along those lines. and realized quickly that organic chemistry was not my strong suit. And um, so I, I chose this major and it was um, a lot of labs outside and I was always outside. I, you know, not many classes were inside, but I kind of joke around that, you know, I know a lot about soil. I know a lot about trees, but um, that the only thing that it pertains to is my soccer is the, the quality of our field. And 
I'm telling you, at OU, our facility, that soccer field is beautiful. Um, those facility guys keep that field pristine, uh, that grass, it's beautiful Bermuda grass. And so that's about all I can take from my major. Yeah. <laughs> so was coaching always the plan for you? You know, it was interesting. I, I was kind of going back and forth on teaching or some sort of um, environmental science. Uh, but when I was playing at NC State every summer, I, I, I coached a soccer plus goalkeeping camp. And Tony DeChico was the owner of that camp. And, you know, he's one of my mentors and um, great, great soccer mind. I mean, having coached so many, you know, U.S. national women's teams, full teams. And so every summer I would coach and I was like, oh, this is fun, you know? And when I was coming up to graduation uh, from NC State, I didn't quite know which direction I wanted to go into. And I had an opportunity to be in a, you know, a second assistant at the University of Virginia under April Heinrichs. And that was before she took the full national team head coaching job. And so, you know, back then the second assistants, I mean, I had to hustle. I worked at, you know, BW threes at night and, you know, I thought I was living a dream and you're just hustling to kind of make, you know, the rent meet. Uh, but really fortunate to, to work with April, a great mentor, great leader in women's soccer, great player. And, you know, Mark has worked with April as well. And it's just an unbelievable coach and mentor. And then, yeah, from there, I thought, okay, I, I like this coaching. I could do this. So I, I just kind of kept, you know, pursuing coaching and, and kind of going up the chain ladder, if you will, within the ranks. So in getting to know athletes and coaches more on this podcast, I always like to ask, like, what got you into the sport? Why was it soccer? But in your circumstance, why goalkeeping? Like, if it were me, you could not put me in the net with people kicking balls at me. Why did you choose to be a goalkeeper? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just fell in love with all sports. I mean, I grew up, you know, that time of uh, era where we played multiple sports, you know. I mean, I played softball and basketball and field hockey and um, but I just fell in love with the, the goalkeeping position. I'm like, stick me back there. Let, let me make the save. Let me be the hero. Um, and then in high school, I was really fortunate. My high school coach was Kim Maslin Kamadiner, who was on the first Women's World Cup team ever. Um, and so she was a goalkeeper as well. She was one of the three. So she wasn't technically the starter, but she was on that, you know, group of uh, World Cup roster. And it was great you know, just an inspiration to me. And I was like, okay, because I, I, I was debating whether I have to play softball in college or soccer in college. And Kim really sparked a, you know, a fire and passion for me for the goalkeeper position. And we would train individually in small groups. And, you know, what, what an awesome education to get, you know, coached by a World Cup uh, member. So. What has been the most nerve wracking situation as a keeper that you've ever been in? Gosh, I, I mean, I don't know. As a player, I feel like I was too naive to understand the gravity of the, the, the consequences of the games. I mean, I think, you know, one, we were in a quarterfinal for NCAA of the, um, of the NCAA tournament, and that, that was a big game. I remember um, losing to, you know, SMU down there. But um, I, probably as a coach, I mean, I think as a <laughs> coach I was a uh, you know we were on staff at UCLA and 
um, you know, we were competing for a national championship and those are probably some of my most stressful moments would be like, oh gosh, you know, like how can I help our players perform at that, you know, level. Okay, so being a keeper at NC State, then you played for the Raleigh Wings. Eventually, you became an assistant coach at UCLA, teaming up with Coach Carr in the 2000s. Could you imagine almost 20 years later coaching again with him in Norman, Oklahoma? <laughs> no, not, no, not at all. Um, yeah, no, it was, you know, I remember our days back at UCLA. I mean, Mark and I were both really young back then. I think we probably thought, you know, we were on top of the world. Um, but uh, yeah, no, LA was great and UCLA and obviously working with Jill Ellis is unbelievable. But I had no, no clue that we'd be, you know, our paths would be crossing again. But I'm so excited, you know. I mean, Mark is um, a great coach to work with and family man and, you know, his kids are awesome and, you know, wife. And so for us, it was just really easy to, to be a part of his staff and, and work together again. You know, you mentioned earlier about moving to Norman a couple months ago, but what was that process like when Coach Carr offered you the position? Well, I, I, I looked up tornadoes. Uh, no. <laughs> <You know. laughs> first and foremost, the yeah, weather. first and foremost, you know, where are we moving? But, you know, I, I've, you know, been in sport a long time, so I know the history of the university and the athletic department and, you know, anytime you hear Oklahoma, you just think culture of excellence. And as a coach, it was really important for me to be somewhere where I knew the athletic department would be able to provide for the student athletes. Um, you know, I could have possibly gone to a mid-major or smaller division or, you know, assistant coach somewhere else. But, you know, if I'm, we're going out there to recruit student athletes to perform at the highest level, it was really important for me to have a university that supported that um, and supported their dreams and supported, you know, their fight to be the best they could be. And I knew University of Oklahoma would have all those resources. So, when we sat down as a family, you know, my wife and I, our kids, we, we looked at all the pros and cons. Um, you know, we, we like the warm weather, so we're excited to get back in, in the hot weather. And, um, you know, and everything's a, a different part of an adventure. You know, I mean, I think it's all about learning and growing and, you know, trying to, you know, pick up new traits and, you know, just figure out how we can grow as a family, but also grow as a coach to, you know, help these young women come in and, be successful in whichever avenue they want to be in. What do you think you and Coach Carr have learned since your time together at UCLA? Wow, that's a lot. We've, we both have experienced, you know, success and failure and laughter and joy and heartache and, um, you know, when you, when you step back and I think you take a, you know, 30,000 view of, of kind of what's going on. Uh, for me, it's about, you know, how do we provide for the student athlete? How do we teach? How do we coach? How do we inspire? Um, and how do we really take the highs with the lows? You know, I, I don't think you can be successful without failure. I think some of the best growth that you have is, you know, when you weren't that successful, or maybe you stumbled a little bit and you can take time to take step back and go, okay, how can I do it better? What can I do differently? Um, and I think, you know, both Mark and I have had, you know, similar experiences, you know, he, he talks open about his U17 World Cup experience, 
um, you know, me being at, you know, a Pac-12 school at University of Oregon and, you know, not really having the success that I really wanted to have as a coach. And so, you know, I think those are life lessons that you move forward from and you go, okay, you get back up. I think that's what sport teaches you, you know, like to get back up and try again and re 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 refocus and, you know, go back at it harder. You do have coaching experience in the Big 12 as you coached at Texas for just a small amount of time, but then you finally became a head coach at UNLV. What was the biggest learning curve in taking that next step in your career? You know, it's, it's a big step when you go from an assistant coach to a head coach. I remember when I left UCLA and I got the UNLV head coaching job, um, my first week on the job, I kind of sat back in my office going, oh, okay, I get it. You know, like it's, you know, not only are you managing your team, I mean, you have your su support staff, you have, you know, budgets, you have expectations, you have recruiting. And then of course you're recruiting players to come, you know, at that time to Las Vegas, you know, and, you know, you're talking with families and taking care of, you know, 30 some odd young women. And, you know, you want to make sure you can provide a, positive but you know challenging experience for them that they can be able to come in and be successful so yeah no it's a it's a different you know pressure and one that you know I I think I can bring value to Mark here in a little bit understanding a power five conference and what that pressure uh, entails but also be able to step back and be like here are my suggestions and like you know watch him make the decision which is great you know and I I think the two of us are working really well together because we both you know, value where we've been and value and really respect each other's opinions. And, you know, we're like, okay, what do you see here? Or what do you see there? Or, and, and it's been really awesome to be able to kind of share my experiences. So Coach Carr brings a tremendous experience in coaching the USA teams. You bring a tremendous experience in coaching at the collegiate level. How did those two different types of, or a combination of those coaching styles I guess, balance out the knowledge between the two of you? Well, I, I, it's been awesome just to step back and really watch Mark's, you know, soccer mind, if you will. Um, I think he's got a great IQ for the game, obviously coaching internationally. And I do think there's a difference when you talk about international soccer um, with college soccer and club soccer at every level, every, you know, there, there's going to be differences and nuances from, from the level. And, um, the international game is awesome. You know, I think there's so much sophistication in the game and you've got to be able to break it down. But I think for the soccer um, and the college game, you know, it's been fun to kind of go back to Mark and he just thinks soccer, 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 soccer. And I go, okay, let's ask him, you know, like how sale is going this week and what's going on with their student, act? you know, what can we do to help? Can we go you know, go help, uh, like Leo Rado started, uh, Rado started Go Green Initiative, you know, like, so there's some really cool things that our student athletes are doing that I keep nudging Mark, okay, let's, let's, let's ask, you know, this is, we, we got to make yeah. sure that, you know, and, and that's important for me, you know, the student athlete experience um, is something that's so valuable that you want to see them grow as a freshman and come in and what are they like? What are they doing? What's, what's their interest? And so it's been fun to, to blend our two minds together, if you will. It's so interesting hearing from the two of you with your relationship with Jill Ellis. Of course, those who don't know, the U.S. Women's National Team coach who won not one, but two World Cups, one in 2015 and then the other just last year in 2019. What do you believe is the biggest 
element that she taught you in terms of coaching? Oof. I mean, every day I listen to her talk or anytime I, you know, I'm on a Zoom meeting with her, I learn something new and I pull something new. And, you know, I, I think for her, um, it's been awesome to see her, her journey, you know, and, you know, there's been struggle in it. There's been fight in it. There's been, you know, chasing the national championship at UCLA and I think eight times, you know, becoming, you know, not, not winning the, the tournament in the sense of being there eight times. But I mean, I, I think you've got to be able to one, be comfortable with yourself, right. And kind of have your, your guiding light and then be able to go out there and be true to that and just be like, this is who we are. This is who I am. And I'm just going to keep pushing through. And this is what I believe. And so I, I think Jill has taught me a lot and uh, obviously Mark a lot, but it's been um, for me, just the resilience of, of being able to, you know, stumble and get back up again and be like, you know, this is who I am and take me for who I am. And we're going to keep pushing through. So. I saw that you and Mark had Jill Ellis on a Zoom call in talking to your student athletes on the OU soccer team. What went into that Zoom call? What did she share with them? I mean, I took about three or four pages of notes for that Zoom call. <laughs> and, you know, it was yeah, fun. if you could share that with me, I would love to know what you what notes you took. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're trying to get her to come out this fall. Uh, hopefully everything, you know, moves forward and she can come out and talk to the athletic department. And um, she's just a great speaker, you know. I mean, it's unbelievable just the way her mind works. But I think, you know, the players were able to ask uh, Jill some questions and they asked great questions. And, you know, talking about being a starter versus a non-starter and what's the mentality behind that, you know, and this is something that I, I stole before is, you know, instead of calling them subs, but it's a game changer, right? When a, a student athlete comes in off the bench, we need them for something. We need them to come in and change the game. So, you know, trying to change that mindset of understanding that, you know, we have 32 players on our roster. We need all 32 players to be successful and everyone understanding their role. And, you know, I mean, she, she, there, there was a lot of great nuggets in there mm -hmm. and, it was fun because we had individual meetings with the student athletes after that call and we would ask them how, you know, what they took and what they got from Jill. And um, they were all really excited to be able to listen to Jill and, and hopefully we can get her to come in this fall. <laughs> Going from being a head coach at a power five program to becoming an assistant, that's still a power five program in Oklahoma. What do you believe will be the biggest challenge? In the sense for our program or in the sense of me personally, me personally. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. um, well, one, I mean, I, I was at Oregon for seven years, so I, I'm actually looking forward to taking a step back and being like, okay, let me catch my breath a little bit. Um, I think everyone in the head coach position at a power five conference knows it just, you know, it's a daily grind. I mean, it, it doesn't stop. There's things that pop up every day and things that you aren't really planning for and, um, so it's great to have a support network that we hear that we have here at Oklahoma. Um, you know, for me, I'm really looking forward to developing relationships with the student athletes in the sense of understanding what motivates them, what makes them tick, and how can I help, you know, bring out the best in a student athlete. Um, you know, sometimes I feel the head coaches, you know, there might be this, oh, no, I'm afraid to talk to a head coach. And so I, I'm looking forward to that in the sense of how can I, you know, really break down some of those barriers and 
um, you know, we're all here to help the student athlete and, and get to know them a little bit. And um, I tell you what, these young women are so welcoming. They welcome my family and, you know, asking me how I'm doing and what's going on with you. And I'm like, you're, you're asking me questions like how I'm doing. So uh, that's been really awesome to, to be able to be a part of this team so far. Is there one thing that you are not mad that you don't have to take care of as the head coach? <laughs> um, you know, you know, I mean, I think in, in teams in sports or even, you know, life, there's always going to be that, you know, 5% rule where, where, you know, there it's the hard players that are, you know, wavering back and forth if they're all in or if they're not. And is it worth it to them? Is it not worth it? And, you know, really, finding a way to not spend 90% of your time on that five to 10% and really switching that. And I think for me as a coach, you know, sometimes, and you get wrapped into it as a head coach, that five, 10% takes away that joy of why you're, you know, really there. And, you know, you've got to find ways to manage that. And so far I've been really impressed with Mark and how he's managed the team and, you know, come through here and, and made hard decisions already made hard decisions. And, so it's been awesome for me to learn and grow a little bit and how to make those hard decisions because look, they're tough, you know, they weigh on your heart. So, um, you know, I think sometimes as, as women are, are, you know, just human creatures, we take things personally and I'm looking forward to not having that on my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just a couple more. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, chat with us. I'm sure you are itching to get back on the pitch with this brand new team, a brand new environment. What are you most excited about? And what does that first practice, we don't know when it will be, but what will that first practice look like? Oh, I am so excited to get back on the field. I'm, I'm itching. Like we, I, I think I said it yesterday to my wife. I'm like, I just need to be outside. I can't be inside anymore. And, you know, let me just set up the zoom meetings outside, but I think it's going to be exciting, fun, energy, um, music's going to be going because our team loves to dance. And, you know, I, I think it's just going to be playing, you know, I mean, going back and, you know, I, you know, seeing the smiles and the high fives, hopefully we can do high fives. I'm not sure, but um, I, I think it's just going back and finding love for the game and for, and for each other. I mean, I think you've been a part of some great teams and you know, sports, I mean, it's all about the relationships between the team and the players and really, you know, respecting each other and they're doing a good job communicating with each other and setting up zoom calls on themselves and doing film by themselves. And I'm, I know they're, they're itching to get back. Okay. Last question for you. Going back to the very beginning of this interview, you said you have watched Tiger King. <laughs> Did Carol Baskins kill her husband? Did she feed <laughs> him to the tigers? <laughs> I mean, that's so man. That's just crazy. <laughs> But yeah, the whole Carol basket, I, I'm afraid of her. I would not go down and visit that sanctuary. No way, no how. But um, had to watch that Tiger King. Now I'm on, you know, the last dance now. So something more uplifting. <laughs> oh, the last dance has been the highlight of my Sunday every single week. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kat, cannot thank you enough for joining us on the Sooner Sports Podcast every single Wednesday. Uh, stay safe and Hopefully you get to know Sooner Nation a little bit better when we return to a normal. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having us, me on. And yeah, Boomer. For Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma updates, please check out bcbsok.com.
With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC website, is the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. OG&E, power at the speed of life. Don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit homelandstores.com for more details. Okay, so great stuff, Meg, with uh, Coach Mertz. Um, excited to see the impact that uh, they are going to make as coaches here, but they've already been able to make an impact in, in recruiting. And uh, one big name that they've signed recently, a transfer out of Oregon Yoshida. I know they're very, very excited about her, and I know she's very, very excited to come here and play for this coaching staff. Yeah, and she'll have three years of eligibility remaining, starting with the 2020 season, and hoping that we do have sports this fall, but could be 2021. Honestly, Jess, no, I don't think anyone knows. But she was a 2019 Pac-12 All-Freshman Team selection, hails from Seattle, has extensive experience with the U.S. Women's National Team program, even playing in three games last spring for the under-20 team that competed in the La Mancha tournament in Spain. She also played for U18 and U19. She just has a ton of experience on the field. And even Coach Carr said securing her as a transfer student athlete gives us immediate momentum. She's a young player with whom I've known and worked with at U.S. soccer for a plethora of years. And our core values and personality closely align with what we are building here at OU. Again, we don't know exactly when that building will come, but I know this coaching staff is really high on this transfer from Oregon. And that's going to be so important when you think about not the best time, right, to take over a, a new program and then you get shut down and you, you can't have workouts, you can't have your spring practices, those summer workouts and whatnot. So once they hit the field, whatever that might be, it's going to be a quick transition. And you got to think she, Yoshida, will play a big role in that being that they already have a relationship with her and so I think and not just her but another player that will be back that we're excited to see back at Norman Jazzy Richards who um, you know is well known around the athletics department she's an incredible leader um, you know just won a, a, a the inspiration award for the Sooner Choice Awards um, the Sooner Magic Awards Sooner Crimson Magic Awards excuse me on that um, but she, Meg, you got a chance to get to know her. You did a, a great feature on her, incredible, overcame so many odds. And you can check that out now on Soonersports.com. It's also in uh, one of the featured shows that's airing across Fox Sports Southwest. But um, Sooner fans should be excited that, that she, she's a Sooner, basically. She offers a perspective as a student athlete that I don't think anyone else can. So if people didn't see her story, she's one of the strongest people I've ever met. Super inspiring. Uh, just a couple weeks into her freshman year, she was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer and then had to overcome not just the nuances of being in a new place. She's from Houston. She moved to Norman. Being on a brand new team, starting college classes, she had to go through surgeries to rid her body of this cancer she couldn't really play her freshman season and then had to start from scratch her sophomore year and there's a quote that will resonate with me the rest of my life and it just offers tremendous perspective she told me those workouts those 6 a.m runs 
with the team, those are get to's, not want to's. So if you hear a player not wanting to wake up, I mean, who wants to wake up at 530 in the morning and lift weights? I know I didn't when I was in college, but having that perspective, because she lost it, coming back her sophomore year, it's a get to, not a want to. I love that perspective. And I think it just offers tremendous maturity to a soccer team on the pitch. Okay, well, hopefully soon enough, we'll get to know more about this Oklahoma soccer team and the personnel they will put on the field when they do hit the field. But for now, there is a little bit of uh, getting to know the new coaching staff and some of the players you can see. And that's going to do it for this edition of Sooner Sports Podcast. Give Meg a follow, Meg underscore underscore McDonald on Twitter. And I'm at Jessica Cootie. And we'll have another fantastic ladies edition coming up in a week. Thanks for listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jess and Meg. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.